when I went to Tokyo, mm -hmm. you know, I started hanging out with these dance cats, but I couldn't dance, bro. You, you know what I mean? Like in the sense of how like professionals, you know, how they go into classes. But I never took a class before. I never did choreography. So when you're in there and you're dancing, like I, I can groove or whatever, but I could not like hold a routine. I couldn't, you know, it was just a foreign thing to me. Obviously, it's a hard thing to do. So all these JC were looking at me like, oh, you know, you're like the real deal. I'm like, are you from New York? And they're like, dang, I'm getting all this street cred, but I'm like, yo, I really can't dance like y'all. Like y'all are better dancers than me. And like, you know, my dance teachers at the time, she and all those cats, they had more knowledge about dance than me. They, they were teaching me about elite force, bro. I had no idea about that culture, you know what I'm saying? So I thought it was interesting that through dance and through hip hop, you learn about yourself, learn about your culture, right. you know, through other other cultures and other people. So that's like the thing, all black people can dance, meaning not all black people are, you know, hip hop dancers. Not all black people can sing and dance and things like that. We're all a diverse set of people, but that also means that just because you're, you know, European or Asian doesn't mean you can't be hip hop as well. You know what I'm saying? In other culture. That, that was, that's my uh, kind of breakdown of it. So it's it's kind of funny that you say that. <clears throat> you know, all black people can't dance, mm -hmm. and you base it off because you couldn't pick up a routine, um, and you base that as that was the main dance component. But you could dance. You I just could, you yes. just couldn't do routines. Yeah. Most black people that uh, learn how to dance, we we learn how to dance at home. Correct. And when we did, you know, routines, you know, we did routines because we know we doing showcases for like Big Mama's house, you know, yes. and we're gonna get all the family together. We're gonna do a little dance routine. We run into the bathroom, did something together, come back out and do this little, you know, dance song routine. Yep. And that's probably to the extent of a routine let alone, you know, the family bus stop, yeah. you know, those types of dances. But those are all social dances, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so even with that being said, you know, I didn't do no routines growing up yeah. unless I was going to do a performance. Yeah. But most black people, how many ever went to a dance school to learn hip hop? You know, how many went to the school to learn breaking, you know, in the 80s, right. I ain't going to no school. Yeah. I learned from the cats at my elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> I went to K through 12. So I learned from the people from the high school. Yeah. I watched people on the dance, uh, that dance on the corner. Uh, so we that, that was my school. Yeah. I mean, Soul Train a bit as well. You know Soul Train. Uh, a little bit of that. Watching the, the Michael Jackson videos, Michael, yeah, you know, um, seeing what was um, being put out there, you know, the Herbie Hancock video. Yes. Um, so it's just we didn't actually have a hip hop school. There was no hip hop class. You know, when you went outside, that was your class. That was your class. You know, the whoever you was rocking with. Yep. Are you breaking? Are you you waving? All right, I'm going to watch you do you, yep. and I'm going to copy and mimic what you did, yep. but I'm going to add my spin on it, and then we're just going to exchange this way. Yep. So we was always in school, hip-hop-wise. And it was like, a, like you said, a natural thing. And like, you know, like you said, I learned dance or groove, you know, it, you know, a lot of the 
my friends in Japan, like, oh yeah, you have nice people. Groove comes from being on dance socially. And my mom listened to R&B and stuff, but I was like, yo, Isom, dance with me. You know, do this Casey two-step with me or something <laughs> like that, right? So from there, you're like, oh, mom, I don't want to do this anymore. But, you know, you learn down the road, okay, this kind of taught you how to not only dance socially, but also dance with women, you know, uh, keep a groove, keep a beat, you know what I mean? So Yeah, most black people dance socially anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, family gatherings, yeah. picnics, uh, reunions, and um, like you said, just dancing at home. Sometimes your mom makes you dance with them when you didn't want to dance or not. Exactly. Get up here and dance. I don't want to dance. You're going to dance right now. Right. <laughs> and, you know, and then y'all be dancing and you pick up some things and, um, and learn from that. And you just took that from home and went out and just did it publicly. Yeah. You know, I think most you know, um, black people that dance really well, this is just my opinion and also living through it, yeah. is that um, we grew up to music in the house almost 24 seven. Correct. You wake up to music, you clean to music. Clean, he's about to say that, yeah. yeah. You took a nap to music. Mm -hmm. Your mama cooked to music. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the music just playing in the house with some incense burning, just cause wow. you just have music in the house. Yeah. You come home from school, your mama got music on. Yeah. You're doing your homework, sometimes your mama got music on. Yeah. And depending what was on TV, if it was a dope jingle, you had music on. Mm -hmm. So we always have that in our in our in our back. In our, in our, how about I say it? Uh, I would say in the back of us. It mm -hmm. never. Faded. Music was always there, yeah. you know, um, even when you got in the car, you know, the song came on, your mama, your dad, like, this is my jam. They turned the music all the way up and everybody knew, dancing around. Sometimes we look at our parents like, y'all crazy, like, what y'all doing? What you doing? <laughs> like, what song is this? Yes. But after a while, you know, it rubbed on you and, and then the music rubbed on you and then the records, they rubbed on you, but to the point where they were like, don't touch my record. Yeah. You know, don't touch my record. But you know that that record, that track was hot. So you wanted yeah. to be like, I'll play this song. You know, even back then, you know, we had a different understanding of music. So, uh, but yeah, so back to the point. Yeah. You just didn't understand how to do choreography. Right. Yeah. So and that's the, you know, and again, the funny thing about it was we all have these cultural stereotypes of people you know mm -hmm. so like and that's the whole play on words with the abcd all black people can dance was like yeah not all black people can dance we have a cultural aspect of it where we're exposed to a little bit more but also just giving props to uh hip-hop culture in general man how it's brought everybody together under one banner which is the dopest always wins man you know i mean there's maybe some politics involved whatever not to put it to the side but at the end of the day if you rock the crowd that's undeniable. And that's something that is, regardless of gender, race, creed, color, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you rock in the crowd, then, you know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. And, you know, that's, you know, you, you travel. I mean, you've been in this game for a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been yeah. here for, for quite some time, man. And I'm, I'm blessed to say that I'm, I'm still doing it. I mean, you're holding it down, you know what I'm saying? So let's, let's get into that a little bit, Shook. So, um, Break down for us, you know, just your journey growing up and how you became involved in the scene and 
what has kept you just as a, I guess, a mainstay in a rock, especially here in KC? Oh man, you want you like I said, we're going back to the beginning. Gotcha. You know, like um, when your parents had music in the house, mm -hmm. and you just danced, not knowing any of the steps. You know, I was younger. I didn't know the name of steps. I just did them. You know, my mom did them. I copied her. My uncles and my cousins did them. I copied them. And you know, as I got older, I started to learn the name of dances. When I got into like my, you know, third grade, fourth grade years, mm -hmm. but before that, you know, I started breaking in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So originally I'm from Houston, Texas. My dad was in the military, so we traveled. Mm -hmm. But I started breaking when I was like five. And I was in San Diego, California when I started breaking. Mm -hmm. You know, I started breaking and I was popping and I was waving back then. You know, back then it was like the, the triple threat, you know, popping, waving, and breaking. Like mm -hmm. you just did all of it. You did all of it, yeah. Um, but I learned from like cats from the school I went to. I went to a school called Balboa. Elementary school is a K through 12 school, and so I learned from uh, the high school kids. Uh, but also, we used to go to the parks and stuff. We see people dancing at the parks. I would learn from them. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was very um, let's say watching a lot of Michael Jackson uh, videos that my mom used to record on the VHS tapes. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and when I came home from school, she was recording the, uh, she recorded the Thriller. Oh man, that's a classic, the, um, the making of Thriller. The VHS, Yeah. you know, so we actually still have that original recording when it was on TV when it aired. Yep. Um, but other than that, man, you know, fast forwarding to my teen years, you know. So you, you went to elementary school in junior high in San Diego? No, actually, like I said, my dad was military, yeah. so we traveled, mm -hmm. you know, so from, let's see, from that age, I moved back to Texas first mm -hmm. by my second grade year. After my second grade year, my third grade year, I moved to Japan. So I'm in Japan, Okinawa, Japan, um, for my third grade and fifth grade year. Wow. And this is when I got really heavy into to breaking at the time. This is when I actually saw my first uh, B Street movie and Breaking One and Breaking Two mm -hmm. <laughs> on VHS in Japan. And I'm trying to like steal the moves off of there. I'm trying to record. This is when like the music to me was so dope that I had to take my radio, my, my Sony radio. It was a cassette with one speaker and I would play the movie, yeah. take my, my radio and put it next to the speaker and press record and hit play on the VCR just to get the hip hop music off the yeah, video. Yeah. So I can go in my room and play it mm -hmm. and practice. Yeah. Um, so that's when I got hip in the breaking, but then I so got- So what, what was the scene like? Was there you know a scene at the base there? Or was there like a mix between the, the, the locals? The Man, Japan, the there was no scene yeah. in, in, at, uh, in Okinawa. This I was what, 80 what? 80? This is 85. Mm -hmm. um, so I went to Zuccaran Elementary School mm -hmm. at the time. And uh, there was like only one kid at the school and that knew 
the movie that was talking about his name was Dorian, mm-hmm. and he was the only one that knew how to do the uh, when Ozo used to do the eight ball across the floor. He yeah. was the only kid in school that that did it. Yeah, and I used to envy him because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there was nobody at the school that actually knew hip hop like that. Mm-hmm. And then I got that's when I got into Run DMC from this kid named his name was Paul. Mm-hmm. Some some white kid yeah. named Paul was like, hey man. This is the Run DMC, and I'm like, yeah. uh, where? Let me borrow that tape. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I borrowed the tape, and I played the mess out of that tape, man. I played that mug over and over again. Mm-hmm. I think I held on the tape too long, because by the time I, I had to give it back, I was forced to give it back, <laughs> technically. So you, t- you, you quasi-stole it. He was waiting for it back when he was too nice to ask but, you. Well, no, he asked for it. I was just like, man. Because I knew my mom wasn't going to buy me no Run DMC tape, first yeah. of all. And two, I was forced to give it back because uh, I was playing uh, the song. Like I said, we play music all the time. Yeah. And I wanted my mom to hear the Run DMC. And I was like, yo, mom, I'll play this tape for you. Run DMC. So we picked up the groceries. I got the tape player in the kitchen. I hit play. Yeah. And I think Run DMC said, uh, I think he said, he said, what lyrics was it? I know the word damn came out. My mom was like, nope. Oh. Where'd you get this from? Who tape is this? Damn Take this came back. out. Oh. You know, so damn was a cuss word in the house. So that was, that was a rap. <laughs> I can imagine, you know, yeah. Rap. But, you know, I was still breaking. Mm-hmm. You know, I was still breaking, doing social dances. I would, you know, take it to the lip sync contest. Yeah. You know, but I was really into hip hop. You know, I got to do, um, what was it? I did uh, Joe Ski, um, the PV Herman. Yeah. Um, and I was doing hip hop then. Uh, I won That's my old. I won my first lip sync contest yeah. dance, but I was dancing more. But lip sync with the words. Yeah. Won my first contest. You got any of those videos, man? You got any of those? Man, no. No. Because I was at the youth center. You know, it was at the youth center. I was gonna say, I was just hoping, you know, you we, we could bust some of those out, you know, in a later episode. But um. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. I wish. So yeah. So I was doing hip hop and breaking there. Uh, there was not a lot of cats doing that at that time, you know. So I kind of still did it, but converted more into skateboarding and biking. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back home uh, to visit my family members, this is in Houston. Uh, this, yeah, so Texas. So when mm-hmm. we come back home, we go back to Texas, mm-hmm. and then we do some uh, family dances, and I'm showing people what I know, what I do. But you know, people wasn't really into it, you know, when I went to Texas. Yeah. It was more like still doing hip hop, but this is more like around like MC Hammer, you know, Kid and Play, Salt and Pepper. You know, yeah. we're all doing dances from those videos. It's kind of now. more of a new hip- jack kind of a yeah. So that but that didn't come till later. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't get to the new jack the new jack swing mm-hmm. um, music until I moved to South Carolina, mm-hmm. and that was in 80, 89. So 89, no, 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 take that back. Because in 89, I was still rocking with the X-Clan. Uh, uh, what was around that time? Oh, geez. Because we was, we were still rocking the Special Ed around that about yeah. 87, 88, 89. Uh, X-Clan came out. This is when that uh, 
the powerful blackness movement of music. Yeah, so you had like the, maybe the, the public enemies of the world, the uh, KRS-1s was popping out more around that time. Yeah. Um, just the, the popularity of it as well. Yeah, yeah, so the New Jack Swing, I think I got into that more, that was my, I moved back to Cali, so that was probably my eighth grade, ninth grade year. Okay, so dang, you're still not in Kansas yet, bro. No. Wow, okay, so you in Cali, eighth grade, ninth grade, yeah. in San Diego. So I was in, I, no, I was in Oceanside then. Okay. I was in Oceanside, California, my eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade year. Yeah. So, even then, I wasn't breaking as much. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of funny story is, yeah. I got back into breaking my eighth grade year, but it wasn't really popping in Cali mm -hmm. at the time. At the time, it was more, um, it was house. House was popping in Cali at that time. So it was a lot of house. So a lot of housing going on mm -hmm. um, in Cali. So I got really in, into house dancing mm -hmm. and uh, Oceanside. And uh, they started doing some similarity moves to break it. I was like, yo, this is breaking. Yeah. But it wasn't breaking, but they had like certain steps and but certain moves that they did mm -hmm. remind me of breaking. I yeah. was like, oh, that's a b-boy move, man. That's a b-boy move. And okay, I know what that move is, yeah. but they just had a different swag. So it, so it was more like, it was house dancing, but it was like hip house. Yes. In, in a sense. Yes. And uh, to the point where I went home, grabbed, um, we went, we had a dance at the, the youth center. I went home, came back the following week on a Friday. Yeah. I brought the, um, I brought the VHS tape of B Street and breaking and breaking yes. one and two yeah. to say, hey, this is what y'all doing. Right. To play it. And when I showed the tape, a lot of cats was like, what's this? Like they really? was like surprised to see B Street. And they were surprised That's to see breaking. And the people I'm showing it to, most of them was black anyway. Some of them we recognized it, but most of them was like, what is this? What's this? And some of them said, this is old stuff. We don't do this. So they, they tied it down, played it, they, right. they didn't like it, but I was like, yo, this is what y'all kind of doing. Y'all doing some of the stuff from this, yeah. but I could see where their differences were because some of the stuff that we did up top, they had different names for certain things, uh, but it was dope. Uh, so I learned how to house dance and- uh, That's, that's and that was early. Yeah. I mean, at least I'm thinking around my sense of like, yeah, house dance. I mean, this is, from my understanding, it. The music was, you know, 80s and 90s, right? And when I was in Cali? I mean, I'm talking just the house music in general. Like, it, was, it wasn't like- Now, the funny thing was, when I, when I learned how to house, I didn't, I was into like Black Box, C.C. Uh, Peniston, mm -hmm. things like that, but I was also dancing to like, techno music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking techno music back then was house music. You know, yeah. so techno, and then, you know, had that in the black box or the CC Penistan uh, type of music. So I'm dancing to all of that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also doing house steps to like, you know, Mary J. Blige, you know, mm -hmm. uh, learning different, how to feel a certain way doing movements and house steps to certain songs, not just to 
house music. But since I, in Cali, it was hip house yeah. in a way, we were house dance to hip hop music. Mm -hmm. We didn't necessarily house dance to house music. It was mostly hip hop music. So when yes. the hip hop song came on, yeah. and it sounded like it had a, you know, like we was dancing, house dancing like to Ziggy, toss it up to the top. We was house dancing to music like oh, that. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, the, the swag is different then because the, the way that the dance is portrayed, even though it might be a similar step, because the music is different, it's, it's a different kind of Right, so, so just give you an example. Yeah. Toss it up by Ziggy, you know, we're house dancing to that. Yeah. But it's more hip hop <laughs> house steps. Yeah. So a lot of that's why I say it was hip house because it wasn't like a full house experience mm -hmm. until like later on down my journey I figured out what house was. Yes. Like, oh, this is house. But this is house too. So it was different terminology and understanding, but I just blended the two together after a while. But yeah, you know, rocking the the baggy jeans that was three times bigger than your waist. You know, I was wearing a size 28, yeah. right? But my jean size was a size 36. <laughs> Why would that happen? You know, <laughs> tied it up with a shoestring, yeah. rocking the Reebok Classics. Um, no matter, it had every color. Rocking a, a hoodie sweater, but with a striped shirt over the top. Mm -hmm. You know, but the striped shirt had to match the shoes. And then you either rock a beanie or you rock a hat. But, you know, but everything was, in that era, everything was 10 times bigger anyway. You know, my pants was big, my sweater was big, my shirt was big. And so when you saw me, you knew, okay, he's a house dancer. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody was distinguished. Like, oh, he's a house dancer. Or he's a house dancer. You cut the bottom on your, your jeans, you let them flare out, whatever. Yeah. And, you know... But it, it was cool, you know, Cali was a, a dope spot for me for dance. For sure. It, it, you know, I started teaching in Cali when I was 15. Mm -hmm. uh, I did some amazing things and... Uh, so, it, I mean, that's, yeah, so basically you started teaching, but after that, you know, 10th grade, 11th grade, then what happened? I mean... So, when I started teaching, yeah, I didn't understand what teaching was. I was just teaching because people want to learn how to dance. Right. So when I taught people how to dance, I taught them how to dance like me. I didn't understand till later on down the years, that's not how you're supposed to teach. But again, I'm 15, I don't know nothing. I have no mentors to teach me anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm just teaching what I know and what I do to people. You know, so I've been you know, teaching when I was 15, just yeah. teaching people in, in the street. There was no Studio still. I did, I still didn't even know there was a, a place to go take dance still. Now I'm 15. Yeah. I, I didn't know about no going to no studios. Yeah. And when I thought about studios, all I thought about was ballet. I'm like, right. I ain't going no ballet class. Yeah. But anyway, so teaching when I was 15, uh, choreographed a couple of things with some homeboys, mm -hmm. uh, got shut out some events for some dance for some homeboys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, meaning like, so back in the day, there was a group and we used to do this, uh, there was a talent show and the winner that wins his talent show used to open up for Whitney Houston's show. Okay. So That's big, that's huge. <laughs> so the crew that I was with, that I helped, 
photograph and get the show. We did uh we did come and talk to me remix by Jodeci. And I helped with this crew and got them where they need to be and I was part of it. And then when they actually got uh everything down, yeah. they didn't call me for rehearsal dates. They didn't call me when the show was. So they just so I I went to their house to get information. The parents were like, oh, they already left. They did this. Like they just pretty much just X me out of the situation. Wow. Because we won the talent show. Wow. You know, That's so crazy. I don't know what my life would have been if we opened up the music, but you know, everybody has the the universe has its way of So they, they actually opened up for it. Supposedly. They supposed to did. I mean, so technically, I would say yes. Yes. Because they left to go do the show. Yeah, exactly. But there wasn't like opening up the show. Like, how would I say it? It was the act before the the, the first event. act. Yes. And then the, you know, so yeah. that's pretty much how. Oh well, yeah, but they they were there, and the, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's a huge resume booster. It's a huge confidence booster. It's a networking thing as well. If you dope, you know what I mean. Like you get seen, man. Yeah, yeah, but none of them cats really could dance anyway. <laughs> well, and yeah, we haven't heard about them ever since. So no. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so yeah. So then I moved from there. So now I moved from Oceanside. Yes. And now I'm all the way to um, now I'm in Louisiana. In Louisiana. Yeah. So what? This is tenth grade, eleventh grade. Well, this is well, well the end of my tenth grade. But repeating my tenth grade. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay. So you were dancing a little bit too hard in those days. Uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say dance too hard, man. You know, I, I've met uh, some cats that you know showed me some stuff, and mm -hmm. I wasn't like doing them crazy, or whatever. But uh, I was skipping school and mm -hmm. you know hanging out with other dancers. And but the reason why I left Cali to go to Louisiana, it wasn't by it wasn't by like, uh, how would I say it? It was by the choice of my dad telling me to convince my mom that we need to leave California because if I didn't mm -hmm. and I would have stayed, I would have went to jail. You know, I got in trouble for, uh, at that time, I got in trouble for burglary mm -hmm. at the age of 16. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we had to. Yeah, move out, man, it. change that environment. But it didn't stop me from dancing. You know, I went yeah. to Louisiana. Yeah. You know, um, I got busy out there. Yeah. You know, that's how I made my name at the school. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Alexandria Senior High at the time, and uh, my cousin went there. And and the way I connected with people was I just danced. You know, I ain't know nobody. You know, I just you know got busy dance, and yeah. every time they hey, there's a dancer. Yeah. You know. Uh, I just got busy all the time, you know, but I was doing hip house yes. again, but then I got more back into doing like hip hop dancing more than anything. And then, so that's my second 10th grade, grade year. Yeah, Louisiana, yep. So that was 1994. So I didn't move to Kansas City well, technically Belton, Missouri, mm -hmm. until 1995. So now, 95, so, okay. So now I'm here in Kansas City in 95. For your 11th grade year? For my 11th grade year. And you went to Belton, Belton High, High School? School. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so you come from Louisiana, you, you've been in Cali, 
You've been okay. I mean, you've been all over the world. You know what I'm saying? When you come to Belton. Right. So when I, but so yeah, I came to Belton, but I was in Louisiana, mm-hmm. but then we moved back to Texas. Then we came up here. Okay. So <laughs> you, yeah. So you got went back home to Texas a yeah, bit. You know what I'm saying? Recalibrate and then came. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you know now I'm, now I'm here. Yeah. You know, Kansas City. It was you know even back then, at my school on Belton, you know I was still dancing, but there was nobody dancing like mm-hmm. how I was dancing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so I was still in my own world, my own bubble. Mm-hmm. So um, creating dances, teaching people new steps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have the dance team at our school. Yeah. Sometimes they had like a basketball game or they're doing their little drill team dance, whatever. Yeah. They used to be so mad at me, bro. I mean, they used to be pissed yeah. after every game. Because really? whatever song they put on, I put on my own show in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes stand in front of the bleachers and I would just get busy. Yes. And so no one's watching them, they're watching me. Yep. And they'd be like, yo, why are you still in our show? Like, yo, man, your song was banging. I so got loose. Yeah. And it's not my fault people watch me dance. Yeah. You know, so I used to get mad about that. So you didn't have a crew in Belton, you know what I'm saying? Like, did you? Uh... No, I had a crew, but yeah. we were no dance crew, yeah. you know? I'm, I have a crew that, you know, we all hooped. Yeah. You know, we hoop together, we all hang out, you know, I'll play some songs for them. Like, one thing about being from Houston and being up here mm-hmm. is that when I go back home, I will get music and bring it back. Yes. That they didn't have yet. So I might have a, you know, a song or a couple songs maybe that hit the radio down in Texas. I have it maybe about two or three months. Yeah. I'll hit the radio in Kansas City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was also rocking like a lot of screw music at that time. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so my crew wasn't wasn't dancers. Mm-hmm. And I was I was the only dancer in, in the group that I rocked with. Mm-hmm. But we all related in, in other aspects, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's up, man. And so fast forward, you know, you graduated from Belton? Yeah. Yep. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. So ninety seven, I think I'm just going into my freshman I'm a sophomore year, basically. Mm-hmm. In like the South, right? And so this is the era when we start to hear the guitars and Cadillacs, just some kind of spots opening up around the city that are bringing diverse groups of people, I guess more from different cities together in this one spot, you know what I'm saying? And that was for me like the culmination where I saw cats outside of Olathe congregating together, you know what I'm saying? Right. And also- That was like at Pogo's. Pogo's was there. Then um, we got the- Renata was always popping in Lawrence. Yeah, but we weren't, we, weren't, we weren't going then. We weren't going then. <laughs> we, yeah. we was going to Pogo's and yeah. we was going to uh, Guitars and Cadillacs, yes. which became Roadhouse Rubies, Roadhouse Rubies. Uh, later on. Wasn't there a club right up here on like 75th or something like that? Like, it was one of those places. That was uh, Rusty's. Rusty's. Yeah. Yeah. There's some up there. So, but if, if you're talking about dance. Orlando's. Yeah. yeah that place that, was that place was, that place was kind of iffy. You know, you, I've been there maybe a handful of times. I can probably count how many times I've been there exactly. on one hand. Okay. But um, the only reason why I would go to when I went to Orlando yeah. is because there was a dance competition. Yeah, that's the only reason why I would go yeah. there. Yeah, because you know I ain't trying to toot my horn or whatever. But I knew I was gonna go there and win anyway. Hey man, you know what I'm saying? So I was no. like, I'm, I'm going. Make that, make that money. Oh, this dance competition? Oh yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I'm gonna go win this. And I'll go win it, you know what I'm saying? But uh, 
But yeah, so Roadhouse movies is where like I started to dance more. Yeah. Uh, here in Kansas City, yep. and make a scene and make a name for myself. Yeah. Because uh, at that time it was me, uh, my homeboy Mickey, mm-hmm. uh, and then there was another crew called uh, Bam Squad. But at the same time, Mickey was there. He was in a crew called Circuit Breakers. Okay, so that's um, there was that uh, Blue Valley dudes, right? Is that the, uh, Mickey was like to, Blake, you know, Blake Henson. Um, that, that, that's Bam Squad. Yeah, that's Bam Squad. Okay, okay. So like Blake was like my homie. We played baseball together. But his brother, Brent Henson, and Brent and um, uh, I forget the white dude's name who was like uh, Nate. Nate, yeah. Yeah, so they, they, yeah, it was called Bam Squad Breakers and MCs. I can't remember what the other acronym stood for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's around that time where I got back into breaking. So I was got so it. 97, I got back into breaking. Mm-hmm. Like really heavy is when um, Circuit Breakers, which was like uh, Brother Moses, your name Aaron, my homeboy Mickey. He went by Gadget, uh, and then there was Rebel, and then there was, uh, uh, who else was in that crew? But there was but the Royal One, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they came in one day to the club, and I was breaking. Right, uh, um, yeah, yeah. And I was breaking. Yeah. But these cats came in, like, I thought these cats was from New York. I didn't even know they was from Olathe, uh, Overland Park area. Okay, okay. They walked in with the bubble vests and then they had the Dada hats on. Yes, and they had yeah. the, I was like, yo, who are these cats? Yeah. And they walked in and they just opened up the floor and just got busy. I'm like, yo, where are these cats from? Yeah. And so I stepped in, you know, try to get my little shine on. Yeah. But the stuff they was doing, I was like, yo, step my game up. Mm-hmm. But then I saw me and my homeboy Mickey, we got really close. Um, in that scene, uh, and b-boying, and I started hanging out with him. And at the same time, Bam Squad was doing their thing, so yeah. I hung out with them first. Yeah. But you know, uh, they was all breaking, they was popping. You know, they was doing their, their their thing, whatever. But they also, you know, made me feel like I was an outsider. Like we was cool, right? But we wasn't like. Cool. It was cool when we was together and dance, right, right. but these were the same cats that were like, they would hit me up or, or call me or right. send me a little page right. where it was going to go next, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So let me give you a quick story about them. Yeah. So one day, Mickey came by himself without the circuit breakers, mm-hmm. and Bam Squad was there, and I was already beefing with them. I had, I had like a little problem. So I didn't I, know this, by the way. I thought everybody was like, I thought that was, I thought y'all was crew, actually. No, nah, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't crew with nobody. Uh-huh. So I was a lone wolf. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, that's how y'all want to act. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yo, Mickey, mm-hmm. we're gonna battle Bam Squad. Yeah. Today. Yeah. On the main stage in front of everybody, yeah. we're gonna blow them out. Yeah. I said I need to set the record straight. Yeah. Mickey said, all right, cool. I told the DJ like, yo. Yeah. Play this track, yep. get on the mic, and tell Bam Squad to go on the stage. Don't tell them why. Yeah. Just tell them to go on stage. Yeah. DJ say, all right, we need Bam Squad to go to the main stage. Yeah. Uh, so please head up that way. This is Roadhouse Rubies. Yeah. Okay, okay. So 
fam squad make it to the stage and they're confused. Like you can see the confusion on their face. Right. And they're like, what are we doing up here? Right. So me and Mickey, we walk up the other side of the steps mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, damn. They like, okay, we yeah. see what's up. Uh -huh. And I think I said to them, I was like, yo, since y'all think y'all dope dancers, yeah. we're gonna show you what dope dancing is all about. Oh shit. <laughs> somebody got this video? Does somebody have the footage of this video? <laughs> so it was me and Mickey. It was me, Mickey, battling one, two, three, I would say like five people, yeah, yeah. two versus five. Yep. We smashed them. Got my phone. We smashed them. Hands down. We smashed. <laughs> we smashed. Yes. We smashed. Yes. Man, we was going off. Yeah. So was the record set off. straight from that? Well, I was like, what happened? Was it y'all cool after that? What was the, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I didn't have no more beef with them, yeah. you know, but I just said it that way. Yeah. I still talked to them, I'm cool, but I think they were, some of them was kind of bothered by how I set it up. Right. They was bothered, like, oh, I can't believe you did this. Just this kind of way. set up, they weren't ready, kind of thing. Or... You, you ain't supposed to be ready for a battle. Facts. You ain't supposed to be ready. Facts. You should always be ready. If you stay ready, you're always ready. Facts. I mean, they say. You know, so yeah. they, they didn't like, at the time, you know, how I handled the situation. Right. But it was the, the best way to do it, yeah. you know, in my opinion at that time. And uh, like I said, some people didn't like how I did it. You know, there was more beef, and some people was cool, and some people were just like, eh. Whatever, but ever since then, me and Mickey was a, we, we was a dynamic duo after that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we was just yeah going around. You know, I could always look for him to battle with me no matter what. So Mickey, you mean Michael Miller? Michael Miller, you mean Mickey who went to like the East, who Black Mickey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what, yeah. So what's up with me? Cause he. He was the first person I really saw who had his whole aura about him was just he wasn't from Kansas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was always one step, two steps ahead of everybody in terms of just game, fashion, music, everything. Technology. Technology. <laughs> everything. What's up with me? Because I mean, yeah, he hit me up with a job at, at the Buckle back in the day and stuff, man. I mean, he was, you know, yeah. one of those cats, man. That was that was my ace. Yeah. That was my ace. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let, me, let me fast forward to this though. This Roadhouse Ruby's phenomenon, it brought a lot of people together. Tell me about your first impressions of me, you know, and we remember about us when we met, you know, honestly, hands, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, get it out there. Cause again, right. I wasn't a dancer, I, you know, per so, se, I was since, grooving. Since yeah. you want me to talk about you. Yeah, you know, keep it, keep it light for the family. <laughs> When I uh, this kids watching. <laughs> when, when, when I met you, yeah, like I remember, I I, I can tell you exactly. I there are things that are vivid to me with mm -hmm. remembering, mm -hmm. and there's some things that they just go over your head. You don't right. even care about the moment. Right. I remember you walking into the club one day, mm -hmm. and you had on like a a jacket, something like this, but it was like a, I think it was a Letterman's jacket, I think. Yeah. And you had your little gold tee, you had your little waves going on, you had your hand in your pocket, and you just walked, and you were just quiet. You didn't say nothing, yeah. and you just stood there, and you just looked around the whole time. And I was like, what's up with this dude, man? Like, like why is he standing like this? Right. But then again, I was like, but the, but you had style. You know, it wasn't like you came in, you were just like, you just had this style, like, you know, you like, you, 
you didn't you didn't command the room, but you command the room to where it was like people just walked around you, and mm -hmm. you just sit there. You know, people just walked around. He do a head, little head nod, whatever, and then you didn't say much. Yeah. But it was just intriguing to like see how you you walked in, how you dress, how, you know. So I had approached you like, yo, man, what's up, man? Who's yep. you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm icy. You know, you 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 were like, yeah, man, you wasn't the way you are now. Yeah. You was too laid back. He's like, yo, I'm nice. I'm like, this motherfucker don't talk. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was still coming out of my, my shell because at that time I wasn't actually, you know what I mean? And I was like, yo, man, what you do? I play basketball. Like, this dude don't talk at all. Like, <laughs> didn't you didn't say much. You were right. just too, you was too cool. You know, you was just you just sit there like this with the jacket on and bob your head, whatever. You didn't dance. You just stood in the club most of the time. And then if, was, if somebody wanted to dance with you, you danced. And even at the time, I don't even remember you like, like the crew you ran with, yeah. they macked chicks down. Yeah. You, you didn't mack chicks down. You was. I was shy, man. You were just chilling. I was chilling, yeah. And if a girl did say with you, you might say a couple words. Yeah, nice one. You didn't say much. I was and you know, like, uh, like, yo, man, you dance? Nah, I don't dance, man. All I do, I'm, I play basketball. That's my thing. That's what I do. So you, you don't dance? Nah, man. I play basketball. I do my dancing <laughs> on the court. Right. Plus, <laughs> you're just like what? So you do your dancing on the court? Yeah. Like, can you who? Right. You, you was like, yeah, I'm good. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody said they can hoop, but I don't know if you dope or not. And then I started hearing more stories about you asking questions. Like, oh yeah, he he's dope. Like he he's good with he's good with the handles. He's good with this. I was like, okay, that's what's up. You know, and the more you came to the club, I would say what's up to you. Yep. And we would talk, we would vibe out a little yep. bit more. And the more we vibe out, and I try to get you to dance as much as possible, or move or do always something. Always trying to get me to dance. He was always trying to get me to dance. So it was like Cause you know my sister, she was a better dancer. Cause remember they performed at uh, Roadhouse Blues at one time. Her, uh, Chaz, and Risa, mm -hmm. uh, three women. They did um, Janet Jackson. Um, uh, I get so lonely. I think they had the dance contest at one time, and I think Circuit Breakers. They won it that one time uh, mm -hmm. that I was there. But you know they were dancing. But um, she would teach me some moves. You know, like doing the little you know the crab step, whatever. And I was doing that one time. I was doing some moves, and that's when I remember you came up to me vividly. You were like, "Yo." I see you dancing here, let's bust this routine. You know what I'm saying? You're like, show him some stuff. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I can't do this shit. <laughs> and then I just went back to dancing with, you know, how I was doing, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, okay. Like I said, fast forward, I didn't realize until later when I was in Tokyo, like, oh, this is what Shug was talking about. This was the culture. This was what he was trying to put me on game with. Like, it wasn't just about the dance moves. It was about the history and the culture behind all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, thank you for, you for just having my eyes open just a little bit to be able to take that in. Like, yo, I know somebody in KC who, who is about this lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't just about going to the club. It's a lifestyle, bro. And, and hearing you speak right now, it's been your lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I tell people, you know, I've been in the hip hop since the 80s. It's not like I just jumped in it later on. I was like, yo, I want to do this. Like, I've been going through it you know, since the 80s, you know, watching it change and unfold and go this direction, this direction. Right. Um, but, you know, when I was at the club, I try to get everybody to to understand the 
the actual vibe of the culture. It's not just, you know, uh, it's building with one another in the club, you know, trying to connect with you, you know, vibe with you. I'm going to show you this and show you that, you know, you know, but also I'm coming from California where, where we've been doing that in Cali for, yeah. you know, at, at different youth centers and jams and yeah. house parties. And I come to Kansas City, it was a little bit different. I was like, what? It's not, y'all don't, y'all don't do this? Yeah. Y'all have, y'all don't do house parties? Yeah. Like, well, y'all have a house party and y'all dance in the house? It's like, oh yeah, we have house parties, but they wasn't like dancing house parties. They was like, hang out, play music house parties. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is not the culture I, I know, you know? So, uh, that being said, you know, what about the, the scene in Kansas right now, man? You know, because, again, when I came here in 2014 and you DJed and helped me organize the Connection Dance Battle, mm -hmm. you know, Angel, you know, she was there, you know what I'm saying? She's one of the dopest dancers right now, globally. Um, Joshy G, I don't know if he's still dancing. I see I know, I see him online a bit. He's you know, on the workout tip, I think, right now. Are you working out? I mean, I was with him, um, matter of fact, Saturday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 Saturday. Friday. It was Friday. And. I mean, Jigsaw, I don't see. He got his school going and stuff like that. Yeah, man. What, what's yeah. going on? Josh D, he's doing his thing. I mean, he, he doesn't get out and, and, you know, and do it like he used to. Mm -hmm. But when he does get out, he's got the damn uniform. So when mm -hmm. he goes out, you know, you see him and he dances. Got to capture the moment for what it is. Because mm -hmm. after that, you might not see him dance for the rest of the night. Right, right. <laughs> you might not see him dance for maybe a month or two, mm -hmm. maybe longer than that, depending on you know what how he's feeling and what the situation is. Right. Uh, but the scene here in Kansas City, it's like it died down. You know, everybody's ego tripping. Mm -hmm. You know, and they want to be the man, and they don't want people to learn from certain people, and they mm -hmm. don't want uh, like, like, say, Vince, if if I taught you, I'm not going to tell you not to go learn from such and such. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you got to go over there and figure it out for yourself. Correct. You know, you go over there and you be like, okay, this ain't for me, or the information I got wasn't the right information, or you know, you might learn something from that situation. Right. But people in Kansas City, they're they're not that way. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, I teach you, you stay here. Mm -hmm. If you go there, now we're in a different agreement because I don't get along with that person, I don't like that person. Now, if you go over there and talk to that person, now they're in their head. They talk about me, what they say, yeah, they, they're yeah. all in their feelings because they have something going on. I see. Uh, emotional uh, with the other person, which has nothing to do with the student. Right. You know, and me on the other hand, I'm. I'm the opposite. I tell my kids, or whoever I teach me, take whoever you want to take from. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to realize if the information is truthful or if it's not. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're going to either vibe with that person or you don't. Yeah. But if you learn from them, and it's something I didn't teach you, bring it back, teach me. Yeah. You know, let me know something. Yeah. But also at the same time, with me, yeah. of who I am, how I am about the culture, how I'm all about studying, how I'm always about taking classes, how I'm always about traveling to take classes, yes. you know, uh, taking from the pioneers, you know, that's always been my thing. Education yes. is key. And you know, when, uh, when people take classes from me, I'm teaching them that education. Yeah. 
but then they will be bothered because their teacher will tell them something totally different. Yeah. And I'm going, eh, that's not true. Yeah. Here's the information. Here's where you can go get it. Yes. And here's what it looks like. Yeah. And they go back to their teachers and like, hey, you wrong. <laughs> and those yeah. teachers be mad at me. Like, yo, you talking shit about me. Like, first of all, I didn't know you taught them. Yes. Until just now. Yes. And when I said they're teachers, I said your teacher is misinformed. Your teacher probably got educated or missed. Yeah. Uh, so this is what it really is. Yeah. And this is where I got information from. Yeah. If they told you part of the story and said you was wrong, you know, then that's what you got. Yeah. But I'll take I'll take that. You know, you can be mad at me. The thing is, if you're giving people information and you're sourcing it, referencing it, then it's up to them to make that to take that further. You know what I'm saying? You're giving them the blueprint. So. Yeah, but most of these kids, most of these cats, they're, they're pretty young. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're like 12, and yeah. 11, and 10, and uh, maybe, you know, 13, 14, they can elaborate more, but they're telling their teachers, like, should said, you're wrong. wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I and I don't say specifically they're wrong. Yeah. I said, your teacher's wrong. Yeah. I don't know who your teacher is, but right. your teacher was wrong. Yeah. This is what hip hop is. Yeah. This is what the culture is. This yeah. is what the movement is. This yeah. is what this stuff is called. This is where the lineage go back to. This is where, so I'm giving you gems after gems after gems because my teachers, you know, uh, Rudy Stretch and Yalik and Khalid and Sekou and all these cats, yeah. they've done their due diligence to learn the history of this as well. I mean, they are the history as well, you know? So. You can it from the horse's mouth right there. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, and they and they also do their research too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. they also have their uh, understanding and philosophy that they share mm -hmm. and um and, and they're and they're my mentors. Mm -hmm. And so I'm teaching from a lineage from their lineage mm -hmm. and just keeping it going, trying to keep that lineage going. Yes. To where like, you know, you can teach whatever you want, but you gotta have some actual context. Yes. Yes. You gotta have context. You gotta understand where this where this came from. What we call street dance, street dance culture. It, it there's roots to it. And not saying there's an end all be all roots to it, but you know there's there's roots. Well, there's always yeah. roots. Because if, if you're a student and uh, and you come to take my workshop mm -hmm. and I ask you questions, but you've been taking hip hop. 10 years, five years, four years, whatever. Yeah. And your teacher's a hip hop teacher. Yeah. And I ask you hip hop questions yeah. and you can't answer none of them. Right. Then your teacher is not teaching you correct information. Yeah. You should be able to answer at least one right. out of 10. Right, right. A basic stuff, you know what I'm saying? Of this basic. Right, if yeah. you can't answer none of them. So what would you ask somebody, like for example, just I mean, let's say, you know, someone who's been learning five years, let's say they're, they're, they're you know, they're out of school now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What will what, be some basic information you think somebody should understand about? I'll ask them a question like, what's the rhythm? That's a hard question. Not really. I would answer it. What's the Because rhythm? I say, all right, I'll play the song. Yeah. I yeah. want you to find the rhythm. Okay. How would you do it? Down, up, 16 beats. No, you bounce. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I would bounce according to those different. The bounce is the rhythm. Yeah. The bounce is your metronome. Yep. If you don't know that basic. Yeah. What are we it, talking about? Like, yo, everybody, find the rhythm. Yeah. I shouldn't have to be like, bounce to the rhythm. Right. <laughs> like, find the rhythm. Yeah. Right. Hey, let me guys, hey, let me see you guys bounce. What you guys bouncing to? It should be like the rhythm. Yes. You know, so, but a lot of cats that teach, they just teach people how to do things, but they don't articulate what they're doing and what yes. they're teaching. Yeah, it's like, okay, all right, five, six, seven, eight, you know, but it's like, wait, wait, listen to the song. What's the rhythm in the song? What's happening in the song? Kind of understanding the musicality of it before you go in and be like, you know, one, two, three, four. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, but also, you know, a lot of these cats don't teach to music. They just teach and then put the music on. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You know, and they teach to the same song for like 30, 40 minutes. I have a question. How do you feel about the, the choreo dancers? Like, so I'm starting to run across this where, oh, I don't dance, I can do choreo though. You know what I mean? So if we got that person said I can do choreo and said, hey, you know, let's, let's you know, get inside and it's all groove and stuff. They wouldn't do that because they, 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 I guess they can do that. But if you taught them a choreo piece or something like that, they could do that. What, yeah. what is that? But that's like the way that their body was trained and, and how they understood the dance. Mm -hmm. You know, they can pick up choreo quickly. Yeah. But you put them in a circle to dance by themselves. Yeah. They can't think for themselves. But what what is what is how does that happen though in terms of a sight? I don't know. How, you know, for well, me, she, I feel like if you can do choreo, you can dance. I feel like I, I can like dance with stuff. I can't do choreo because it, you know. Man, I can teach you how to do a lot of things. Don't mean you know how to do it. Right. You can teach me how to say a lot of different things in Japanese. Right. I don't know how to speak it. <laughs> you can teach me all types of words, right. but I can't hold a conversation. Right. I can't engage myself into a go out and go to Japan and, and walk the streets and, and negotiate stuff because I, I don't speak the language. I know words. Mm -hmm. But then again, one, I'm not around the environment, so I'm not in that cultural space. And two, I don't practice it, you know, so therefore I'm still not in that cultural space. And then three, in my mind, I'm going, well, what I'm gonna use it for, technically I should know I'm using it for because I wanna be in that cultural space, but I choose not to. So people that do choreography, that dance, because choreography, when you do it, you you tend to still dance. Mm -hmm. uh, but when they're doing choreography, but the people they mostly hang around with, they're not in that cultural space. They go to hip hop events. They don't know what a, they don't know what a social gathering is. They don't know how to vibe out. Mm -hmm. They don't they, they don't know what a uh, a dance step is. Because mm -hmm. in, in choreography, we're doing a lot of different things that come from multiple different dance steps right right but just done at your you know choreography i call it personalized choreography mm -hmm. i mean because you're going to personalize it the way you want right to fit around with the beat right right you know so it's not technically hip choreography right. it's personalized choreography probably done to hip-hop music got it mm -hmm. 
on to the, the next person. And so if the person don't understand the basis and foundation of just social dancing by itself, of course they're not gonna do anything else because I'm a one-two guy. Yeah. You know, tell me how to do this step, yeah. what it's supposed to look like, what my arm's supposed to be, yeah. and I'll do that. Right. All right, down, let me see you dance. I don't know how to do that. And if, if, if you don't know how to dance, in my mind, in my opinion, yeah. that means you can't keep a rhythm. Because the whole dance is based off a bounce. Mm -hmm. That's a great analogy, Shug. I'm, yeah, when you put it like that, it makes complete sense. Complete sense. Yeah, I could use some words. I mean, you can speak Japanese. Nah. That, that's, that's, that's profound. That's what's up. You know, so these cats, if they really want to dance, they got to actually go into the, the culture and, and the social experience and, and be around that vibe to understand it's a social exchange yes. Yes. of dance. It's not like, you know, I'm just going to... Yeah, don't get me wrong. People learn how to dance at home, mm -hmm. doing their own thing. Right. But they don't really get better until they get around this yeah. social exactly. uh, environment mm -hmm. to where they can build off of one another. You do a dance, and I'm gonna try to do what you're doing, but I'm gonna add my own spin to it, and you're gonna add. Right. We're having a, an exchange, we're having a conversation. Yeah. Uh, translation of movement. So tell us, tell us about. This studio, Break Free. You know, tell us about this and you know your vision for this and um, you know uh, how we can support Break Free moving forward here in KC. Uh, so Break Free uh, was a franchise. Uh, the main the main Break Free is in Houston, Texas, um, founded by Moy, two thousand nineteen. Uh, I reached out to Moy, me and my homeboy Kevin at the time, wanted to buy a franchise, wanted to move up to Kansas City, uh, brought to Kansas City, uh, started teaching breaking and DJ classes, uh, later on ended up opening up some hip hop classes and some art classes, and you know, we just teach the history, understanding uh, the culture itself, sharing the, the history, uh, not just to the students, but also educating the parents mm -hmm. and uh, trying to build a platform for kids to take the talent that they learn in the school to use it later on in life mm -hmm. for if they want to monetize it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, they want to do DJs, their high school or family events or one day become a famous DJ or dancers, having a platform to where they don't understand the the ropes of getting the agents and mm -hmm. dancing for uh, performances and on big stages, getting ready for all those type of atmosphere months uh, here at Break Free. So we're not, we're not just a dance studio yeah. or actual school yes. that teach, um, like I said again, history. Yeah. So the kids that take dance here, when they learn the lineage of a dance move or a dance step. They learn uh, the cultural aspect of uh, of black and brown and understanding of how this culture was a movement uh, in a positive direction from negativity. Mm -hmm. uh, so we just we don't sugarcoat really much anything here. Yeah. We, we keep it 
Everything is 100. Uh, with the students, with the parents, they do homework, they do research, uh, they do uh, reports, on, they watch documentaries. Um, um, and so we, we, we try to keep the, the press on the high yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And so we need more of these, you know, cultural centers, you know, I feel like we're getting crazy, you know. Um, people can come in, like sit down and learn the steps, the dance, but the culture behind it, the knowledge behind it, and the elements behind RuPaul's hip hop, you know, because uh, yeah. it's, it's a dope culture and it's just taking over the world and it's a, you know, billion, you know, billions of dollars of, of industry out there, man. So, right. It's so much stuff uh, in this hip hop culture that, you know, I'm pretty sure that we've been tapped into, you know, uh, and, and the legacies and legends that we didn't get a chance to speak to that can give more gems yeah. to this culture so yeah. that to, to, to flourish. Um, other than that, yeah. it's, a, it's a dope culture yeah. because you can't go nowhere without hearing hip hop or seeing hip hop or some type of art form of hip hop in commercial or stages, even like ballets trying to blend in hip hop over there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a necessary skill globally, man. I mean, right now in Japan, it's a mandatory hip hop dance, a mandatory subject in junior high school, you know, in high yeah. school. So it's like these things where people, you get these life skills where you can go anywhere in the world and be like, boom, this community out there, and I can connect with somebody that's based off of this. Uh, I remember when you told me that years ago. Yeah. And I always try to find a way to connect that to schools. Mm -hmm. And I still haven't figured out how to get into the, how to make it a curriculum in a school. I know that some colleges have it, yeah. uh, not all colleges. Uh, I don't know any junior high or elementary or high school that actually have it as a yeah. class. But I know they have like, depending on what kind of school you go to, some type of academy or something, they might have like a dance class, yeah. which is learning like ballet and yeah. jazz and have hip hop and stuff like that. But Yeah, I mean, let me know if I can um, you know, help you with getting some of that research or uh, how it's working in Japan. You know, we, we grew up with like, you know, a lot of people I went to school with, their mothers and fathers are longtime teachers out here, you know, we're in higher ups in a lot of the school district uh, committees and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know the same people, man, but like, if you can get a conversation going with somebody, let me know, because I'm definitely down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, anything to elevate the positivity yeah. and understanding of hip hop culture is always a, a plus for me. Yeah. Um, it's always good to get me in a positive direction. You know, um, and a lot of people that I teach now, you know, I get a lot of slack, mm -hmm. you know, because not all my kids are uh, melatonin, you know, but for me, education has no color. So, you know what I mean? So, education has no boundary. Uh, knowledge is power. And the more knowledge and the more education you have, it's the further you can go. Mm -hmm. And I believe that 100%. So, for all the haters out there, they get mad because, you know, my kids ain't all melatonin. Hip-hop never said that you had to be melatonin. No. Right. So you gotta be dope and respect. <laughs> Hip-hop was one of the cultures that I, I, I like and love the most is because it's open arms to anybody yep. until you start disrespecting the black circle. Yep. We gotta let you go. Yep. But other than that, you're more than welcome to come in, you know, full brace, yeah. you know, we, we give you the 100% hug, but you know, you start acting and start wilding out. Uh, that's when we got to like, yo, man, you gotta, you gotta cut the 
that cuts you off. Cuts you off. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you know, that's one thing I liked about the culture is that they never discriminated against anybody. Yeah. Any culture. It's just like, yo, you're here. You know, what are you going to table? You know, and what can you steal? You know, instead of just come to the table and eat everything, yeah. but you didn't provide nothing. Yeah. You know, so I like it. I think so. Yeah, man. We out here, Oakland Park, Kansas. You know what I'm saying? Johnson County, Kansas, my hometown. Uh, Shug's made it his hometown, but he's by the way of <laughs> many places globally, you know? So it's good to be out here with you, Shug. Good to connect with you, brother, man. I love you so much, man. You know, keeping the culture alive. And you know, you got a place in Japan anytime you come, man. You know what I'm saying? So we're yeah, waiting man. for you. I'm going to make my way. Yeah. I'm going to make my way. Even though I do live here in Kansas City, Overland Park, but used to always be home. Okay. H Town, <laughs> baby. <laughs> H Town. Yo. You know yeah. what to do. Thanks for coming, uh, tuning in for another episode of ABCD, All Black People Can Dance Podcast. We got more episodes coming up. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Awesome. Peace.